Welcome back into the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as commissioner of the project that we've been putting together for the last month now. And last three picks off the board, a little bit of a run on offensive linemen. Josh Garnett, Ryan Kelly, and Jason Spriggs, the last three picks to Kansas City, Arizona, and Carolina, respectively. And this brings us to the Denver Broncos, last pick in the first round here. And heading up the Broncos for us, we have Brandon Thorne, uh, writes for thefootballeducator.com, has also had a couple pieces up on Inside the Pylon. You can follow him on Twitter at Veteran Scout. And Brandon, Brandon, appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Um, happy to be here. And uh, yeah, you know, I got, I got a really good team with me and um, there's a lot of good players on the board. So we're excited to get this thing started. Yeah, we're ready to uh, get you guys all, uh, all on the clock and everything. Why don't you give our listeners a quick introduction to who's going to be helping you out with the pick? Sure. Well, first of all, we have a uh, head coach, uh, Ben Albright. Um, and then we have director of player personnel, John Ledyard. So that's my team. Outstanding. Well, I'll give you guys 15 minutes to make the pick and the Denver Broncos are now on the clock. All right, guys. Well, so the, the first thing that I wanted to talk about was, uh, sort of the strategy that I have going into it of, you know, I really want to take the the best player available. Um, you know, I, there's a couple positions um, that are easier for me to identify players that I don't really think we need somebody at, and that's kind of cornerback and outside linebacker, um, unless there's somebody there that we just love. But I feel like we could go kind of any other position um, and just kind of take the best player available. So with that being said, um, two guys right off the bat that jump out to me, um, Reggie Raglan, um, inside linebacker Alabama just because Brandon Marshall you know he may hold out in training camp lost Danny Trevathan um, so you know to, to to have a little bit of depth there and possibly another starter this year um, right away would be nice and then uh, Cody Whitehair offensive lineman Kansas State um, just to give us that versatility up front you know kind of could play four or five positions um, and one of the cleanest players in the draft in my opinion so so those are kind of two players I'll throw out there. And uh, Ben, you know, just what do you think? Uh, who are some guys that you think would help us at this pick? Well, I like those names. I was looking at a couple of different positions here. Of course, Robert Kandish still on the board there, a guy we can get to replace Malik there if we're okay with his character. I uh, turn around and look at uh, Hunter Henry out of Arkansas, the tight end. He's probably the best player still on the board. We pair him up with Jeff Hireman. We've got a great two tight end attack going into next season. But, of course, all that is moot if we don't have a quarterback. Paxton Lynch also still on the board. Those are the names I would throw out at this point. Okay. Yeah, the, I, I could see a case for each of those guys, uh, especially Paxton Lynch. Um, kind of fits the, the mold of what we're looking for, similar to Brock Osweiler in some ways, and, you know, hopefully it could be a little better. Um, John, what do you think? Yeah, I think Paxton Lynch is definitely a pretty valid option for us right now. I mean, I don't know that he's going to be ready to start right away, so we're going to have to gauge how comfortable we are with Mark Sanchez, I think. But looking over the positions, I do think Cody Whitehair makes the most sense right now. When I look at our needs, I mean, a guy who can definitely play tackle if we need him to, can kick inside the guard, could probably even learn center and play it at a high level uh, at some point. Um in terms of schematically, he's everything we kind of we kind of want to run as an offense. He's fully capable of, and so 
I like his fit here a lot. I think that uh, he's a guy who can come in and start right away, which is something that we're going to need. He's going to bring high character and a good work ethic to the team. So I like his fit here a lot, and I also think that Raglan makes a lot of sense, uh, as does maybe someone to, to pair with T.J. Ward on the back end. Um, you know, obviously appreciate what Darian Stewart's done for us, but I think that we've got some decent safety talent still on the board that we could look at and uh, maybe not Darian Thompson. Maybe we can get him later in the draft if we pass on safety, but certainly a guy like Carl Joseph, if we think he's healthy enough, could could be an option. A guy who could really play either safety spot and can offer um, some versatility to cover and man as well if we need him to. So I think we've got a number of good options here, but I think that um, – Right now, as I look at the board, I see Cody Whitehair as kind of the guy that, I, I mean, I knew kind of you were going to be impressed by him and his fit here, and to me, he makes a lot of sense too, but there's certainly other valid options as well. Yeah, you make a good point with Carl Joseph um, from from the Carl Joseph standpoint, just because Darren Stewart's a free agent next year. Um, it would be kind of nice to add uh, kind of an insurance policy there at safety, um, you know, I kind of think about, you know, he's, he's somewhat similar to T.J. Ward, probably a little more range than him. Um, he, he'd probably have to play free, um, which sounds like you think he could do that. So that, that's a possibility. Um, I kind of wanted to just look a little closer at offensive line. Um, you know, we signed a couple guys, uh, Russell Okong and uh, Donald Stevenson. Stevenson's, you know, quite a bit younger than Okong. And um, left tackle still is... is uh, somewhat of a questionable spot for us, um, at least, you know, future-wise. future, future wise. Um, Tyson Braylow, I don't know if he's going to stick there or if we're going to, you know, try him out at guard along with Max Garcia. And it'd just be kind of nice to have another guy to throw in the mix, you know, um, somebody who could really start day one at, at any of the positions. Um, so I'm a little partial to White here. Um, but, Ben, as far as Paxton Lynch goes, he, he's the other guy that keeps – coming up for me you know just because i'm sure we didn't really think that he'd be here at this point so you know what do you think about him and his fit in denver you know as far from a trade perspective and do you think that um that that pick provides a lot of value well i you know looking around at what we can do versus what we can do later in the draft because we have multiple picks yeah he's he's the best quarterback available he kind of is a fit for our system i think you hit the nail on the head when you said he's kind of an osweiler clone um, I, you know, I think we can get some better fits down the line if we want to wait later. We just don't know what kind of talent it'll be, and it'll be a developmental guy. Um, and I don't know how we want to roll with Mark Sanchez here. Uh, you know, how confident we are in that. I love the idea. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a La trenches guy. I love the idea of going white hair and going the lines. The problem with that is, is you know, I feel like there's some other options available here. Um, and we can still get value at that offensive line position later. Maybe a Josh Garnett in the second round, something like that. Um, you know, out of Stanford, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm looking at where are the holes and the holes I see are safety defensive end and that second tight end. And, uh, I'm just a little worried, you know, we want to run 12 personnel, then, uh, um, that might be the direction to go. We could, we could certainly put Hireman, Henry Sanders, uh, and Demarius out there at the same time. And then a running back of our choosing, whether that's CJ or a rookie later, uh, and, and make it real easy on Mark Sanchez. Uh, or we can look to that quarterback who we're going to be developing and, and, and write that off as a pick that's not going to start right away. Okay. Yeah, you know, you you, you bring up Kim DJ earlier, and he's a really intriguing guy. So both of you guys, you know, especially John, did, do you think that his character 
is you know checks out and do you feel comfortable taking a chance on him based on what i've heard um from people who are very in the know in that situation i honestly wouldn't touch kimdichi until day three of the draft he is very talented i think but i just think we're taking a huge risk with character and not to say that he's a bad kid per se i just don't know that he gets it and i don't know uh, we have a good structure around him we're gonna have good people around him but you know is is that gonna be enough to pull a kid out who's had trouble for years, who is a follower to the max and has had issues not only with the drug situations and everything, obviously, but in terms of other transgressions in the law and the assault with his brother and things like that. And so I think we've got to think about what's best for our team here and and also from a fit perspective, you know, I do think Kamdichi can play uh, end where we need him to play, but I'm not sure that he necessarily is the best fit at that. I think I like him more in a 4-3 front than I would in our front. And so you've got a lot of different things to look at from that perspective. But to me, I'd be worried about Kamdichi off the field and in his character and how seriously uh, he'll adapt to the NFL and how seriously he'll take his responsibilities. Too worried to take him in the first. I totally agree with yeah. that assessment. He's a guy that's he's a follower. He surrounds himself with bad people. That's what I've heard anyway. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think we can get a guy like Jonathan Bullard uh, certainly a lot later to fill that that uh, spot. We've had a lot of luck with Bill Kolar, you know, developing those defensive linemen, uh, you know, getting the most out of them. So uh, I think that uh, maybe uh, you know maybe looking at a Jihad Ward later. I don't know uh, to replace mm-hmm. that Jackson spot. So I think we wait on that one personally. Um, you know, I. I, I hate to be the offensive-minded head coach banging the table for offensive players, but I'm going to throw Hunter Henry's name back out there. Seven minutes remaining. Okay. So it sounds like right now kind of the consensus, we have kind of a top three, at least in my mind, Cody Whitehair, Hunter Henry, and another guy, uh, Carl Joseph, because you guys both mentioned safety. And, you know, I think that he's probably the top guy on our board right now. Um, I mean, we could even – possibly talk about Darian Thompson, but I, I'm kind of leaning towards Joseph myself. So those are kind of the three um, right now that are standing out the most for me. Um, and I'm partial to white hair. So Hunter Henry, um, maybe you guys can just tell me a little bit more about him. Um, John, what, what do you think about Hunter Henry? Um, yeah, I think Ben brings up a great point that Hunter Henry is definitely a guy who can step in and help us right away. But to me, uh, the only concern I have really there is the value with the pick. And so if we can get a better player, I think that's the thing for me. Personally, I have Hunter and Hunter Henry in like the third round range um, just because I don't see an explosive athlete in any part of his game. I don't see a guy who's going to separate from man coverage uh, as well as he did in college at the next level. Um, and it's not necessarily anything he does wrong. He's very prepared from a receiving standpoint to be able to help us. I just don't think that there's much upside to his game at all. And I think that we can get a tight end with better upside and similar abilities right now and maybe an Austin Hooper later in the draft uh, if we wanted to. And I think that Hooper is still young enough to, and still growing into the role of tight end that I think we can see him make more strides and pass the point where Hunter Henry's at, where I feel like Hunter Henry's a fairly finished product who isn't a great blocker yet. Um, and I think we need that in our offense. So I don't hate Hunter Henry, but I don't know that I am crazy about the value in the first round, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. hate it either. And I think Ben brings up some good points about how he could help our team right now. Right. Well, 
you know, looking at the roster, Jeff Hireman, he, he sounds, you know, a little bit like Jeff Hireman, um, just in terms of being a well-rounded guy, um, not, not particularly explosive, but just a good, a good player, somebody that, you know, potentially we could get something similar a little later. So I keep going back to Whitehair because I really feel like the offensive tackle position um, is going to experience a pretty drastic drop-off after him. And the fact that he is still here really kind of piques my interest. Um, I'd take him before several of these guys, offensive linemen that were taken before him already, um, like Jason Sprague and Jack Conklin. So that's just me, um, you know, and I know we like him as well. So, um, you know, Whitehair is the guy that I'm, I'm leaning towards. I think he that positional versatility um, that he offers is really valuable. Um, and, you know, just to enter – just to put another young guy into the mix and enter him into this this uh, this lineup somewhere, um, I think he might be even the best offensive lineman on the team, you know, from day one, if not very close. So, um, you know, it's kind of tough. Do, do you guys have any kind of significant objections to picking White here right now? Three minutes remaining. Uh, I like White here a lot. Um, Personally, I think he's a great fit. Uh, he does all, everything we're going to ask him to do, I think, and I think he can do it at a high level from day one. Um, I'm not as crazy about him at tackle as you, um, but I do think he can be serviceable there. He can be solid there. I think he's going to be an all-pro at guard. Um, and so maybe we gauge that a little bit, but I do think you're right. The the, the you know quote-unquote top five tackles are off the board and if you want a good one in this draft, you've kind of got to make your move because I, I'm with you. I don't. I think it drops off significantly after the after Whitehair. I like him. Um, my only complaints are he grabs a little bit at speed rushers, which may may mean some penalties. Um, I definitely don't see him on the outside. I see him on the inside uh, at that powerful upper body. So uh, and good lateral footwork. So. Uh, if we're going to take him, yeah, we, we make him a guard, put him over there at the left guard spot, move Garcia over the right guard, and uh, uh, Paradis in the middle, and then you know the tackles will either be uh, be Okung and then uh, Sambrio with uh, Donald Stevenson being kind of the swing tackle. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. I like that. Yeah, I definitely feel like Whitehair is a better fit inside as well. I just think you know, given that option, it's nice. But um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's what we're going to go with. Um, so our, our final pick is uh, Cody Whitehair, um, offensive lineman, Kansas State. Very good. As you heard, the 31st pick in the first round and the last pick in the first round of the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room draft, Cody Whitehair, the offensive lineman from Kansas State going to the Denver Broncos. Brandon, a big thank you to uh, you and your team. Really appreciate you joining us since I know it's a busy time of year for all of you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us, guys. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Chuck. Cody Whitehair, the pick to the Denver Broncos, the last pick of the first round of the Inside the Pylon Mock Worm Draft. We do have New England coming up tomorrow, not with a pick, but with something. Let's do a little bit of analysis on this pick here. Shane, talk to me a little bit about Whitehair and what he's able to do for this Denver Broncos team. Yeah, Whitehair's a guy that is a little bit of a... Uh, a mixed guy for for people in the community. Some people really like him. Some people are a little bit more down on him. I like him in Denver a good bit. I think this is a nice pick. I have him as my 33rd overall prospect in this class. Denver's picking 31. That value matches up really well. He slides in at guard 
and they do need an upgrade at that position. Some people even think he can play center. I think he could play a part-time center role. Um, you know, we've talked about it on previous uh, days that when you're drafting as a playoff team, you want solid, high-floor guys that are going to get you to the next level because, you know, the Broncos have won the Super Bowl. They've lost Peyton Manning, but they're not trying to fall off the mountain. They want to sustain here uh, and continue, you know, to be the, the dominant team in the AFC West. He's a guy that will plug in, you know, like I say, week one. Now, I am a little bit worried. You know, I wish he was a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger and a little bit faster, right? Because you know, there's no perfect prospect, but he's just a rock solid prospect, and this is really solid value. This is a good, smart. Uh, this is a classic John Elway pick. Now, I know that Whitehair has uh, is is pretty much listed by most services as a guard, but he's played all over the line during his time at Kansas State. Is he potentially a guy who could slot in at tackle if necessary in the NFL, or? Is he a little bit too short, arms a little bit too short in order to be able to do that effectively there? Yeah, you would never want him on the left side. Um, you know, emergency situations in a swing role, sure. I'm sure you could get the job done at right tackle. But for the most part, you're putting him at one of the three interior positions. And I do think he's interchangeable within those three positions. But he's not some guy you're going to want to put on the edge. Mark, talk to me about the uh, the pick here as it fits uh, with the Broncos scheme. We've had a little bit of a run on linemen uh, to finish off the back part of this draft now. Talk to me about how Whitehair fits in with Denver. Well, I mean, you're talking about a team that likes a lot of zone blocking where you've got to be able to move laterally and you've got to be pretty athletic. You've got to have good footwork. You've got to make those reach blocks where you're trying to like reach out and you know get that guy to your right shoulder or your left shoulder depending on the flow of the plane. He's a guy that can do that. So I think from a scheme perspective, particularly what Denver likes to do in the run game, this fits. I am a little bit surprised, I'll just say, that Denver didn't go QB here just because that – is an uncertain position right now. They haven't addressed it, and there are some quarterbacks on the board. Like, for example, Connor Cook. You could have gone Connor Cook here and gotten a guy that you could even probably start week one if you can't get somebody else. So I'm surprised that they went with the interior line, uh, but I think Whitehair is a great pick for what they do. I think he fits their scheme, particularly in the run game. He's athletic, and we've talked about it. He's a guy that started at right tackle, then played left guard, then left tackle, then right tackle. So you could, in a pinch, put him up to tackle. You could, you know, in a pinch, put him at center, as we've talked about. So he, he fits with what they do. He's a value pick. And from that perspective, I think it makes sense. Outstanding. Mark Schofield, Shane Alexander, I want to thank you right now, not only for all the work on this pick, but throughout this entire project. We've put quite a bit of time in. Two of you have taken a lot of time out of your day. So a big thank you to both of you. Absolutely. This is a lot of fun. I look forward to it growing uh, even more next year. Yeah, um, thanks to everybody who participated with this. This has been a lot of fun. Um, we've had a lot of uh, great feedback on it. I'm glad people have enjoyed it. Gives us a reason to do it next year. Um, we might be you know, a little more critical of the picks next year now that you know, we've got a year under our belt. So just be warned. We'll, we'll have some tricks up our sleeves tomorrow. We do still actually have New England, even though they do not have a first-round pick. We're still going to do something. It's not just going to be New England fans complaining about the pick, though we did think about that as an option. But we will have the New England Patriots up tomorrow in the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada, Mark Schofield, and Shane Alexander, we'll see you tomorrow.